the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. everybody it's another Algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer listening to the dulcet tones joe bonamassa eric clapton further on up the road from joe bonamassa's live at the royal albert hall that came out back in 2009 when you see these two unbelievable blues guitarists get on stage and jam to this song with two bands going back and forth i have to tell you, you gotta watch the video i mean there are, I'm sure there are thousands, millions of Clapton fans out there. But if you haven't checked out Joe Bonamassa, uh, do yourself a favor. Do it. Okay? He's uh, touring again. I saw him when he was 17 years old in Wildwood, New Jersey, uh, back in the early 90s when he played for a band called Bloodline. And right there, uh, my friends Nicole Gwen and I, uh, we all said, wow, this kid's got something. He's going to be a star. And sure enough, he is just, he's still close to 30 years later, still rocking it out. It's unreal. It really is unreal. The kid is amazing. Now, listen, we've got a great show for you tonight. We've got news and notes to get to. Uh, we could do the whole thing about how you can follow me, but I say it 7,000 times uh, on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo. we got the Facebook page. got all kinds of great stuff. You can listen to us on the Hopped Up Network, Odyssey.com, all that great stuff. But coming up in 20 minutes, Sam Calagione, he is the man behind Dogfish Head Brewing, is going to join me on the program. He's got a new book out, a co-authored with his wife Mariah and uh, their general manager uh, of their Dogfish Head Pub, about the long, strange journey of this brewery that started in Delaware. 26 years of oft-centered adventures uh, from Sam and his wife, and uh, lots of stories in there. We are uh, going to talk to him in about 20 minutes, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a, a fun time, I promise you that. Uh, but let us get into news and notes. We've got lots of stuff to talk about. In our next segment, teasing forward in our next segment, uh, Wild East had their anniversary celebration in Brooklyn uh, a week ago this past Friday. Uh, I will tell you about that. And a week ago uh, tonight, or actually during the day, 
uh, last Sunday, I was at uh, Source's uh, Urban Brewery in Fishtown, which, by the way, portions of the program brought to you by Source Brewing. Uh, get your beer directly from the source, Route 34, in beautiful Colts Neck, New Jersey. Um, was able to get over to Fishtown. Obviously, we did the interview with Phil and with Greg and with Chef Kenny Cuomo, uh, which we had a great time. I will give a full review of what happened there with the food and everything else. I mean... Just amazing, folks. Amazing place. you got to check it out in the Fishtown neighborhood of Philadelphia. But we'll get into that in our next segment. First up, Woodchuck Hard Cider, the brand that started the American Cider Revolution in 1991, according to their press release, celebrating its 30th anniversary this fall. And to mark the momentous occasion, the brand has unveiled a variety of initiatives. Woodchuck, pleased to announce, it has brought back several fan favorite ciders from the last 30 years, all now available for sale online and across the United States. Uh, Woodchuck's limited edition fan favorite releases include Blueberry, Dark and Dry 802, and Barreled Select. I remember when Woodchuck Cider came out, and I remember it wasn't, people really didn't jump on it right away. And then, of course, obviously with, with uh, people who have gluten intolerance, or maybe they just, don't, they just don't like beer, they're looking for that alternative, and maybe they don't like seltzers, so cider is the way to go. I will tell you, hard ciders are great. But again, they're very high in calorie and very high in sugars. So you have to watch out when you're drinking them, especially uh, if you're watching your weight. And I get it. For most people, you're drinking beer, you're doing these things. You're not really watching your weight. I, I understand that. But, you know, let's be fair. Um, it, it's, it's one of those things where you've got to watch out for. So kudos to Woodchuck Hard Cider. Uh, they have limited edition apparel. You can check out their website. Uh, they're doing all kinds of stuff. So kudos to Woodchuck Hard Cider for 30 years in the business. Mark your calendars. Taharka Brothers Honey Graham Porter from Heavy Seas will be released October 29th. It's inspired by the uh, Taharka Brothers best-selling ice cream, Honey Graham Porter. It'll only be available for purchase through their tap room, through Heavy Seas' tap room. Uh, pre-order will be available on uh, Beer Me on October 28th. Make sure you get yours while they last. So you can pre-order on October 28th and pick it up uh, at the brewery. And again, it is a brewery-only release. Now, bourbon distillers are having a record year, but big tax bills and higher tariffs are watering down their joy. For the first time ever, there are more than 10 million barrels of bourbon aging across Kentucky, and distillers filled a record of almost 2.5 million barrels in one year. But Kentucky distillers are facing more than $33 million in aging barrel taxes this year. That's around $300 million in state and local taxes and $1.8 billion in federal excise taxes on alcohol. Meanwhile, tariffs imposed by former President Donald Trump have dented bourbon exports as much as 53%. This was in retaliation, if I'm not mistaken, to uh, French imports of wine and, uh, you know, et cetera, uh, going up in price. So the, the former president increased the tariff on exporting bourbon to these countries. So they're having to pay a bigger price. What's going to happen here? We will see. Um, and another thing I want to try and get into in the next segment, and if we don't, I want to do it on next week's program, aluminum cans. Actually, we will talk about it in our next segment because it has to do with Wild East's uh, anniversary celebration. But we'll get to that a little bit later. And having to do with aluminum cans and uh, the shortage that we had talked about last year during the pandemic may be starting to catch up with us now. Uh, as I mentioned, we're going to have Sam Calagione on the program to talk about the Dogfish Head book, 26 Years of Off-Centered Adventures. Uh, the book signing... And the release of the book is next Tuesday, October 19th, or actually this coming Tuesday, October 19th. Uh, and it'll be, um, they're also going to be doing a book signing at the Dogfish Head Brew Pub. Uh, it is, uh, as I mentioned, it is a, uh, a celebratory chron a chronology of the offbeat es escapades 
uh, that was written by Dogfish Head, uh, Dogfish Head founder, easy for me to say, and brewer Sam Calagione, uh, Dogfish Head co-founder and communitarian Mariah Calagione, and longtime co-worker and Dogfish and general manager Andrew C. Greeley. All three of them will be on site at the Brew Pub from 2 to 3 p.m. on Tuesday, October 19th to sign books in the courtyard, and they'll have Indian brown ale on draft to enjoy as well. All you have to do is head over to dogfish.com for more information. So if you're in the Delaware area this coming Tuesday, October 19th, and you want to meet uh, an OG of the craft beer business and get a signed copy of his book, uh, you should do that, dogfish.com, for more information. Uh, Lukey Brewery is releasing their next installment of Circus in a Box. It is already available, uh, and it is for purchase at the Taproom or online. It started last Friday, October 8th. Uh, Co-founder and ringmaster Jeff Smith says, We were excited to develop the items for the fall box. They're a great complement to our seasonal beers that are releasing now. Whether it's keeping warm at a tailgate or enjoying that fire pit on the patio, we have you covered with great beer and cozy items. The box costs $55.00. It includes two locally designed uh, custom campfire mugs, a Lukey-embroidered fleece blanket, apple cider, and, of course, beer. It's an extremely limited item for the season. There was only 25 available for purchase. They will go fast. I assume by this airing they are probably sold out by now. Another very cool thing, and we'll keep it in Colorado for a second, Left Hand Brewing Company, uh, renowned for their stouts and leaders in nitro technology, going all out for stout this season. Three new releases. They're releasing uh, two stout seasonals for a limited time, S'mores Milk Stout and Black Forest Nitro Cherry Chocolate Stout. Uh, And after a wildly successful debut in 2020, Left Hand also bringing back the Milk Box Variety Pack with a brand new lineup, four different milk stouts. Um, They're going to have, let's see here, it's uh, Milk Stout, uh, S'mores Milk Stout, Mole Milk Stout, Mm, that sounds good, a refreshing Mint Chocolate Milk Stout, sounds interesting, and a luxuriating decadence with double milk stout. So it's a uh, s'mores milk stout available in six packs of 12-ounce cans and on draft. Black Forest Nitro can be purchased as four packs of 13.65-ounce cans and on draft. And the milk box features 12 12-ounce bottles, three beers of each style, each style available in limited supply on draft. Uh, these, uh, you can find it anywhere left-hand beer is sold in locations throughout this month. And then finally... You want to help raise money for a great cause. And if you got three friends who can each walk 42 feet, that's it, 42 feet, sign up today for a relay race on Saturday, November 6th at Screaming Hill Brewery in Cream Ridge, New Jersey. All athletes will receive a T-shirt, glass, and magnet. The race starts at 11 in the morning. I will be there, uh, and I think I'm going to try and participate in the race. Come on, it's 42 feet. Even a fat guy like me can handle that. Uh, And the... um, the proceeds are going towards uh, a food bank. Uh, it's the Back Road Ramble, Screamin' Hill, S-C-R-E-A-M-I-N, hill.com, uh, slash the Back Road Ramble for more information. If you want to enter your team, uh, email Greg at G-R-E-G-G at com with your team roster and T-shirt sizes. I believe this costs uh, 30 bucks to enter. You get a glass, you get a magnet, um, you get a T-shirt. Uh, and the Allentown Fire Truck Museum is going to be on site with some really cool antique fire trucks. It is going to be a blast. I will be there. I'm going to actually interview Brett after that. We will talk uh, some beer with Brett from Screaming Hill as well, and uh, maybe I will indulge in a beer afterwards. I'm trying to go dry for November, but we will see. Now, when we come back after a short break, more news and notes from around the beer world, including my stops at Wild East Brewing uh, in Brooklyn 
and over at Source Urban Brewery in Fishtown to enjoy their delicious brunch last weekend. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. No, this is not an episode of Star Trek, although I am a huge uh, Star Trek fan. However, obviously there's a reason why I'm playing this, and no, it's not. It really isn't beer-related, but um, wasn't it cool earlier this week to see William Shatner get launched into space? I mean, first off, the guy is 90 years old, ladies and gentlemen, 90 years old. And he goes up in a rocket that I don't even want to—I don't even want to joke about what it looks like. But the Blue Origin spacecraft and the fact that he went up into space with Jeff Bezos is kind of cool. Ninety years old, he was thrilled. I mean, he could not stop gushing about it. He got emotional. It's an amazing thing. Now there are those who are going to say, "Ah, you know, he's only in space for you know five minutes or whatever it was, whatever." But you know what? He was there. He got to see our planet in a different way and in a different perspective than you or I, right? If you're not an astronaut and you haven't been in orbit and you haven't been into space, then you have no idea what it's like. None. Zero. You can watch as many movies as you want. You can watch as many TV shows as you want. But the bottom line is, unless you've actually done it, you have zero clue what it's like. Kudos to William Shatner uh, for going up into orbit. or I shouldn't say orbit. Going up into space briefly. Uh, with Jeff Bezos. Very, very cool. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Sam Calagione, uh, the man behind Dogfish Head Brewing, is going to join me. He's got a new book out. He co-authored with his wife and uh, their gen- longtime general manager about the long, strange journey of this brewery that started in Delaware. That is coming up in just 10 minutes from now. But let us dive into the beer news. I- again, I'm, I'm just, I've always been fascinated by space. Um, to be honest with you, um, I wanted to be an astronaut. When I was a kid, uh, Star Trek was a part of that, of wanting to be an astronaut to explore strange new worlds, right? But I'm terrible in math. Uh, I'm not really good at some other stuff. I'm probably the only thing I'm good at is talking on the radio, um, which reminds me of an interesting story about my mom who finally got a chance. My, my mom, um, coming up this coming week, uh, Friday, will be, um, will be dead a year. And um, she finally got a chance to listen to me on the radio I don't know what it was, maybe seven or eight years ago, for the first time. And um, j- just because for circumstances I won't go into, a lot of times she never really caught me on the times that I was on, et cetera, et cetera. And um, she said to me, she called me up, she said, you know, I listened to you this morning. You're not that bad. Hey, pretty good. Well, thanks, Mom. I've only been doing this for 30 years. Thanks. I appreciate that. Anyway, um, just kind of funny. But anyway, I wanted to be an astronaut. I couldn't. Um, I remember, uh, oh God, it was Christine Coniglio who signed my elementary school yearbook. I still remember this. She said, good luck in space. I remember she wrote that. So it's kind of funny, the things that you remember. Anyway, I think it's a remarkable accomplishment 
that William Shatner went up into space. I don't know what you think. If you want, send me a message. Send me an email, albertg at nycradio.com. Uh, other half brewing co-founders, Andrew Berman, Matt Monahan, and Sam Richardson, Pleased to announce the opening of Other Half at Rockefeller Center. It's located on the South Plaza at Rockefeller Center between 48th and 49th Streets and 5th and 6th Avenues. Now, Other Half at Rockefeller Center has started operations as a seasonal beer garden. I'm going to offer a curated selection of the best that Other Half brews at its Brooklyn, Washington, D.C. and Finger Lakes breweries, including IPAs, Sours, and Stouts, for guests to enjoy on the outside patio or take away. In addition to a regularly changing beer menu, Other Half at Rockefeller Center will serve OH2 hard seltzers, tap takeover ciders from fellow brewers, and eventually a small cocktail program. Uh, later in the fall, Other Half at Rockefeller Center will debut their brick-and-mortar tap room as part of Rockefeller Center's transformation of culture, community, commerce, and green spaces in the heart of New York City. They'll join a host of dynamic food and beverage offerings from a curated collection of restaurant and bar partners. Now, uh, it's going to anchor the South Plaza in the former Queens Night Market Outpost location with outdoor seating for 50. Guests can enjoy food from neighboring restaurants. And to start, other half at Rockefeller Center is open Thursday and Fridays from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. That started this past um, Thursday. Uh, Saturdays from noon to 8 with additional hours for the brick-and-mortar tap room to be announced. Please visit the website or Instagram for updated information. So very cool from the folks at Other Half. They are branching out everywhere. They're getting ready to open their Philly location, which used to be um, where Goose Island had their location, right down the road uh, from Source Urban Brewery in Fishtown. Uh, so they are they are just they're putting their tentacles everywhere. And listen, Other Half makes great beer. Uh, this is definitely something I would love to check out. Uh, and again, it's only open Thursdays, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Thursdays and Fridays from two to eight. Saturdays from noon to 8, uh, but eventually they'll have updated hours. So very cool from the folks at Other Half. Uh, let's move to Colorado as the Colorado Brewers Guild and Left Hand Brewing Foundation announced more than 65 participating breweries in Colorado Strong India Pale Ale. Uh, it is a beer that features 100% Colorado ingredients. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it is uh, to raise funds in supporting the Colorado craft brewing industry in the wake of COVID-19. It is also a portion of the proceeds from the benefit beer will be donated to the Colorado chapter of the National Alliance on Mental Illness and the Colorado Brewers Guild to support membership fees and other programming beneficial to the industry. Uh, it is a uh, an IPA recipe provided by Dave Bergen of Joyride Brewing and Jason Ford of Broken Compass Brewing. It's made entirely of Colorado ingredients, as I said, with uh, Genie uh, Pale and Vienna Malt from Root Shore Malting and Cascade Chinook and cashmere hops from Colorado Hop Company, and yeast provided by Inland Island Yeast Company. Ingredients are free of charge for breweries through the Colorado Strong Fund, who will pay each supplier for their products. Very cool. So this release will be coming out uh, starting in November. Check with uh, your local brewery or the Colorado Brewers Guild for specific release dates. I'll just throw a couple of names out there. Again, you can check out the websites. Just look up Colorado Brewers Guild uh, for the specific release dates. But... uh, Ball Brewing, Bandit Oak Brewing, uh, Berkeley Alley Beer Company, Bricks Brewery and Tap House. Um, who else? Let's see. Lukey Brewing, I know, is doing it. Green Mountain Beer Company, Dead Hippie Brewing, Epic Brewing Company, uh, Knuckle Puck, Left Hand, of course, is putting it out. Joyride. Um, I thought, isn't Weldworks putting it out? I'm pretty sure Weldworks is putting it out. No, you know what? It says more to come. Weldworks is not a part of this. That's interesting. Seedstock, uh, River North, Renegade, a bunch of different breweries, and, of course, 
the list goes on and on, so you definitely want to check that out. Just head over to the Colorado Brewers Guild, and you can get more information there on where this beer is going to be released. Again, uh, the ingredients provided uh, to all Colorado brewers for free through the Colorado Brewers Guild. Very cool. Now, finally, Alamo Drafthouse has finally announced the opening for their long-delayed Manhattan location. This is starting Monday, October 18th. Um, customers will be able to visit the Alamo Draft House in Lower Manhattan to get their fix of popcorn, buffalo cauliflower, and beer while watching the latest blockbusters unfold on the big screen. The soft launch, uh, launch period runs through October 21st, a time during which guests will receive special discounts on select food and non-alcoholic beverages while staff members are training and finding their bearings. It's located in the financial district right uh, literally a, bl- a couple blocks away from where I broadcast from at 28 Liberty Street. The 14-screen multiplex and 598-seat theater is the company's third New York-based operation following Yonkers in Brooklyn. I've been to the Brooklyn one. It is fantastic. Um, but again, they had, they had struggled during COVID. They'd filed for bankruptcy. They emerged from bankruptcy uh, through a Chapter 11 process. Um, they are going to be opening a, a, a bunch more. One of them in Staten Island, uh, one in St. Louis, and one in Washington D.C., which is very cool. Um, they're going to show, of course, obviously all the all the uh, latest hits: James Bond, No Time to Die, which I saw. It's fantastic. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Shang Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, Dune will be there as well. But also, this is a new location. Will be home to the press room. It's a museum, letter press, print show, bar, and private event space. The all-in-one area, unique to the Manhattan location, will display sections. From a vast archive of more than 60,000 letterpress film advertising plates spanning the 1930s through the 1980s, for those looking to get crafty, the Press Room's 1938 Vander Cook letterpress will be inked and ready to go for special screenings with limited edition greeting cards, private events, and classes for those daring enough to learn the art of letterpress printing. And if manual labor isn't your thing, um, the Press Room will be fully stocked with wines and spirits, including a tap wall of 48 draft beers as well as the option to customize a bespoke cocktail. This is really cool. Now, the draft lines at, at this place are awesome. So you can drink beer while you're watching a movie. You can eat while you're watching the movie. Um, and the way they have the table, you know, the chairs and the table set up, comfortable, beautiful. It's a great, great theater. They're going to show, um, they, they're going to, uh, uh, let's see here, they're going to curate movies from the past century that are set in and about New York City. Uh, that has begun already with Speedy King Kong and On the Town. It continues with Rear Window and Barefoot in the Park, Ghostbusters, uh, Inside Man, Good Time. Uh, they're going to have a Godzilla Day on November 3rd. This is really cool. So you definitely want to check out um, the uh, Alamo Drafthouse website. Uh, and, you know, this is something, hey, maybe one day when I get out of work, I can walk right down the street and I can go see a movie. Uh, at the Alamo Draft House. I think this is really cool. And if you're in Lower Manhattan and you want to see something, you know, you want to check out a movie in a really cool hip vibe spot, get some food, drink some great beer, uh, this is the place to go to. So kudos to Alamo Draft House for finally opening their theater right here in the heart of the financial district. Now, when we come back after a short break, Sam Calagione, the man behind Dogfish Head Brewing, is going to join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Welcome 
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at Catulo. That's G A T T U L L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Podcasts. You just do a search. For AG Craft Beer Cast, you can find the shows there. We're also available on Odyssey.com and iHeartRadio, and of course, the Hopped Up Network. Uh, just go to the HoppedUpNetwork.com Monday mornings, uh, usually a couple minutes after the show ends, right around the 12.05 a.m., and you can download and listen to the podcast version of this show at your leisure. Now, my next guest, one of the founders of a brewery located in Delaware, he's been serving IPAs of the 60, 90, and 120-minute variety for over 25 years He's an OG. He, along with his wife and their GM, have written a book that comes out Tuesday, October 19th, about their oft-centered adventures in brewing and everything in between. Of course, the name of the book, The Dogfish Head Book, 26 Years of Off-Centered Adventures. For more info on the brewery, just head over to dogfish.com. You can order the book via anywhere you purchase books. Let me welcome back to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, Sam Calagione. Sam, how are you? Al, it's great to be with you this morning. Thanks for having me on the show. You got it. Now, kudos on the book. A wonderful accomplishment for you, Mariah, and Andrew. Why was now the time to publish the history of Dogfish when it seems like there are so many more stories to tell? Well, I mean, one thing we want to do is was celebrate our quarter century, right? So we really intended to publish it on, you know, at the end of our 25th year. But, you know, of course, COVID uh, made that challenging. So right. the 26th year, you get a free year. We don't charge you extra for, the, for that last year. And uh, we're just really proud of the 26-year journey we've been on. When we opened, Dogfish is really the only brewery, commercial brewery in America, focused on making beers primarily incorporating culinary ingredients. Mm-hmm. And we opened in 95, we there are only 600 breweries in America. Flash forward to today, there's over 9,000 breweries in America. Right. Uh, but I think more interestingly, the majority of them now make beer with herbs and spices and fruits outside of modern beer-style guidelines, whereas Dogfish is pretty much the only one doing that in the mid-90s. Yeah, because, you know, Sam, that's interesting. You've done things about the history of beer and, and, and the origins of beer that have taken place in Egypt and China and all of these other places. In a lot of places, the beer was the food for people or to match up with the food that they were eating. And you've taken it to a whole new level, especially over 25 years. That was always the, the goal when you started, correct? Yeah, exactly. It's not like we're the first American commercial brewery to put any culinary ingredients in a beer, for example, Sam Adams came out with clam, Cranberry Lambic before we uh, opened. Uh, Anchor Brewing did their winter beer that used to have uh, spruce tips in it. But Dogfish, I believe, in our research, is the first brewery to you know proactively commit to making the majority of our beers using culinary ingredients. And that's what was so different than the first generation of craft brewers in America that took off in the 80s and 90s. But to your point, it's actually the most traditional approach to brewing because long before there was the Rhine Heights Kabot, long before the you know modern European beer styles dominated, every region in the world defined and made beers just around what was indigenous to where they grew, what had fermentable sugars, whether it was right. fruits or syrups or tree resins or, or, or grains. And that's the journey Dogfish has always been on in terms of the, we should approach brewing with the limitless creativity that a chef uh, approaches cuisine in, in terms of uh, you know creative recipe ideation, but also in, in terms of the ingredients we can use. And, and the stories in the book are not only from the three of you, but also m- many of the people that have worked with Dogfish Head are either still working with Dogfish Head or have worked with Dogfish Head in the past. 
Any of those, does one tale stick out in your mind as being particularly memorable? Well, you know, I, I love the 212 area code as we talk, and I know you're a New York audience. We actually right. based the book around the Beastie Boys book that came out a couple of years ago. I was born in Flushing, Queens. I started homebrewing when I lived in New York City uh, after after I graduated from from college. So telling that story about like working on the upper, upper West side at a place called Nacho Mama's burritos, you know, in the early nineties and the owner was only a few years older than me. And I tried Chimay and Sierra Nevada as my shift drinks and fell in love with craft brewing. And I went in that era to the only homebrew store in Manhattan called little shops of hops. I made a beer with cherries in it. Um, you know, within weeks I started writing my business plan at the New York city library. So it's definitely a New York story at the heart of dogfish heads inception. That's awesome. We're talking with Sam Calagione. He's the head founder and brewer of Dogfish Head Beer. He, along with his wife, Mariah, and their general manager, Andrew, have written a book. It comes out Tuesday, October 19th, about their off-centered adventures in brewing and everything in between. The name of the book, The Dogfish Head Book, 26 Years of Off-Centered Adventures. For more info on the brewery, dogfish.com. You can order the book via anywhere you purchase books. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So as I just mentioned, the book does come out uh, this Tuesday, October 19th. You folks, though, uh, having something special planned at the brewery on Tuesday, October 19th. If you're in the Delaware area, can you tell the listeners a little bit about that, Sam? Yeah, please come down and visit us. You know, we uh, started as literally the smallest commercial brewery in America. There were 600 breweries. We opened a brewery with a little tiny restaurant in the corner by the kitchen, a restaurant brewery in 95, making 12 gallons of beer um, at a time. And uh, so we're kind of going full circle for the actual release of the book date myself, Mariah, and Andrew will be at that original Blue Pub location in downtown Rehoboth Beach uh, signing books but also doing a limited release, can release of one of our original uh, uh, beers called Indian Brown Ale that also has a culinary ingredient, has uh, brown sugar in it, in addition to the traditional brewing ingredients. You know, and Sam, the other thing, you've also become, obviously, you've become well-known for making offbeat types of beers that people go, oh, why is this in, you know, in the beer? And we've talked about it with the culinary ingredients. And I have to say... Your non-alcoholic beer that you released uh, a few months back is one of the best, or actually a year, almost a year ago, is, is one of the best non-alcoholic beers that I've ever had. And you used, it's called Lemon Quest. It is a fantastic non-alcoholic wheat beer. But you used the Sequench Ale as a base to make this. Was that right? That's exactly right, Al. So Dogfish Head Sequench Ale is the best-selling uh, sour beer in America. And I mentioned it's cool to see so many small breweries in America coloring outside the lines of the Rhine Heights, using fruits, spices, and herbs. And I think the fruited sour beer is a style that small taproom breweries around the world have really, um, you know, glam, you know, gotten excited about and make a lot of. But Sequench is the best-selling sour beer in America. We've been doing sours, fruited sours for about 20 years. So we kind of took the DNA of Sequench Ale and then constructed a, a non-alk version of the recipe. So it, too, is a fruited wheat beer, but where Sequence uses black limes, lime juice, our a lemon quest, the non-alk is using lemons, acai berry, uh, blueberries, sea salt, and wheat. So super refreshing, great for while you're working out or after you're working out or just as a pacer beer in between your alcohol beers. Uh, at night. That's that's exactly what I like to drink it for, is a, a, just as a change of pace while I'm drinking or sampling some stuff. I like to go with that non-alcoholic. But I have to tell you, the sequence is perfect at a concert when you've had a few in the parking lot, you're going in for the you know for the show, and you don't want to just you know hit up a real you know heavy beer right away. The sequence is a nice change of pace 
uh, to a lot of those things. And Sam, as the official beer of Record Store Day, as the official brewery of Record Store Day, what is the one album that you listen to the most, and how does it inspire you? Oh, wow. So I'm going to give you my sequence at a concert story recently, and then oh. I'll answer that question. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, Dogfish is proud to be the official brewery of Record Store Day, and that's a global holiday, you know, really celebrating indie record stores around the world. Uh, but for sequence, yeah, we just sponsored uh, the uh, Firefly Festival, and I would, on my way to the shows, be drinking sequence. But then I would put a nice tequila floater in them, uh, the 19-2 sequences for while I was watching the show. So drinking a sequence with a tequila floater while listening to Tame Impala live at Firefly a few weeks ago uh, was a really righteous and, and memorable uh, moment. Uh, but then in terms of album, I listened to the most probably. I, I could probably look up on Spotify, but uh, this morning I, I did my yoga uh, to the prob- one that I know would be right up there, which is Sketches of Spain by another awesome New York-based artist named uh, Miles Davis, uh, who uh, we got to do a collaboration with he and his family, uh, you know, like 10 years ago called Bitches Brew. Oh, yeah. And I think his, his nephew's, uh, you know, when, uh, most memorable sort of statement I've heard about creating memorable and iconic art. Uh, I asked his nephew, how do you, how do you, you know, what, what, how did your uncle Miles become such an iconic artist? And he said, you know, I asked him what his secret was in creating art once, and he told me, don't play what's there play what's not there and i think that's oh. true whether you're you're trying to make uh you know memorable unique art or memorable unique beers and that's certainly been the an aspiration of us on our journey at dogfish for the last 26 years that's pretty that is a pretty cool story all right last question from me sam we're talking with sam calagione head founder brewer of dogfish head beer their book is coming out tuesday october 19th that he wrote along with his wife and their general manager andrew uh it's coming out october 19th you can order it wherever you order your books 26 years. It's certainly been a roller coaster of an adventure for you. What is the one moment, if there is one in the 26 years, that sticks out in your mind as the defining moment for the brewery? Well, that's a great question, Al. I'd say it was a, 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 a moment in time that was probably about a quarter of a year, but it stands out as one, which is uh, in 1999, we released both 90 Minute IPA, which was the first imperial ipa or double ipa you know packaged and distributed in america the first you know package to have the words imperial next to ipa on it so we're really proud of that uh innovation and that same month we released midas touch the first of a series of ancient ales that uses dna found in ancient tombs and the crockery in ancient tombs to reconstruct modern interpretations of ancient recipes so we released those two beers in 1999 and they were you know we, we were tiny brewery and suddenly Food and Wine was writing about us. The Today Show did something on us, USA Today. And it really helped to put our brewery on the on the map. And instead of being made fun of or laughed at for putting culinary ingredients in our beers, uh, we really started getting kind of a lot, you know recognition and respect for that. So it was a pivotal moment, and the trajectory of our, our brewery has been wonderful since then. And there you have it. My guest has been Sam Calagione, head founder, brewer of Dogfish Head Beer. He, along with his wife, Mariah, their general manager, Andrew, have written a book. It comes out Tuesday, October 19th, about their off-centered adventures in brewing and everything in between. It is called the Dogfish Head Book, 26 Years of Off-Centered Adventures, dogfish.com, for more information about the brewery. And, of course, you can order the book via anywhere you purchase books. Sam, thanks so much for joining me tonight. I really do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you all for all you do to spread the good love of craft beer.
Appreciate it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, final segment of the show, of course, Suds and Duds coming up in just a couple of moments. Happy 74th birthday belated to Sammy Hagar. 74. He turned 74 earlier this week. Um, had his big party in Catalina the week before. I almost pulled the trigger and went to that. Um, you know, he normally has the party in Cabo, uh, but because of the pandemic, um, he was unable to do that. So last year they had it in Catalina. This year he had it in Catalina, but this time they had fans. Um, and it was one of those things where I was very tempted to go um, and didn't. And I'll, I'll tell you, next year he turns 75. I'm going to figure out a way to get there. Whether it's in Cabo, whether it's in Catalina, maybe he splits it up. I don't know. i got to figure out a way to get there. I would love to see him in that type of intimate setting. He is... One of the coolest dudes on the planet. I had the pleasure of meeting him a number of times. Uh, actually drank beers with him uh, almost 30 years ago. He's just a great dude. So happy birthday, Sammy. 74 and still killing it out there on the road. Kudos to you, my friend. Now, before we get to suds and duds, a couple of things that I was at. Um, the uh, celebration anniversary uh, party at uh, Wildies Brewing uh, a week ago this past Friday was fantastic. I am so glad that um, that the guys from Wild East and Gals uh, invited me there. I had such a great time um, with Tyler and Brett and Lindsay. Uh, just just an amazing night. So much fun. The beers are spot on. If you haven't been to Wild East Brewing in Brooklyn, you need to make a trip over there. You can do kind of a day trip, right? You get there. You got Threes Brewing up the street. You got Finn back down the road. You got Strong Rope. You got Wild East. There's some great places to eat. There's tons of great beer all within a six-block walking radius. It's phenomenal. Definitely check them out. I picked up a couple of bottles and some cans and stuff. Uh, well worth it. Thank you so much for the hospitality. Uh, very much appreciated. It, it, it was just it was an awesome time. I love those guys, and I love the beer that they make. Also got a, ch- a chance to talk with Sean Torres uh, from Killsboro. We're going to have him on soon, probably sometime next month. Uh, to talk more about the um, what's going on with the building out of their brewery tap room that's going to take place behind Snug Harbor on Staten Island. We'll talk about a, a few things, but also Pizza Party is coming back next year on Staten Island. It's going to be uh, you know a little bit different, more pizza places, maybe some more breweries, but still being held at Snug Harbor. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll get into it with Sean Torres uh, in a couple of weeks, and we will get more info on that. Now, Sunday, when I was at Source Urban Brewing, last Sunday, we taped the show there that morning. We aired it that night. Uh, and my wife and I got to enjoy brunch over there. Let me tell you something. If you haven't been there yet in the Fishtown area of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, do yourself a favor. Go down there. Other half is getting ready to open very soon. There's a number of different breweries all within you know a six to eight block walking radius uh, of Source. Barcade is right across the street from Source. Um, but it's a great place. And go there for brunch. 
You want to go on a Sunday morning, you want to do something special with your girl or your wife or your boyfriend, whatever it is, get in the car, take the ride down. Turnpike to exit six. You go over to, go over, uh, I think it's the Betsy Ross Bridge. You go over 95. Once you get off at the exit down there, it's it's literally, as soon as you get off the exit, it's maybe four minutes down the road. You make a left, a left turn, and it's right there on your left-hand side. Source Urban Brewing in the Fishtown neighborhood of Philadelphia is a great place. The food, Chef Kenny Cuomo, tremendous. Tremendous. I cannot thank them enough for their hospitality, but the food, I mean, the beer is great. Don't get me wrong. Guest taps, uh, wine, spirits, you can do some different things. But the food is out of this world. And it's not heavy, big, you know, plates, small plates. Think small plates, but really, really perfection when it comes to foods. Tremendous. Great time. Cannot wait to get back there. It was awesome. Thank you again for the hospitality uh, from the guys at Source. Of course, portions of the program brought to you by Source Brewing. Uh, Get your beer directly from the Source, Route 34, Colts Neck, New Jersey. You won't be disappointed there either. It's a completely different vibe, but again, really, really good. Let's dive into Suds and Duds before we run out of time. Uh, starting off with a treehouse uh, from my neighbor, Greg, who brought me this. Uh, that's what she said, and oh boy, that's what she said, all right. Nice and creamy, coffee and chocolate, sweet-tasting uh, stout, excellent beer, loved it, uh, really enjoyed that a lot. Um, for Oktoberfest, uh, the good friends of Paragon Tap and Table were doing a whole Oktoberfest thing. Had a uh, started off with a Vine and Stefaner uh, Fest beer. It just what? Listen, they've been making beer since the year one thousand forty. They don't make mistakes. Four ingredients. Everything is perfect. It's a great beer. It's delicious. It's definitely if if you haven't had a Vine and Stefaner and you drink beer and you drink craft beer, what are you waiting for? Go to the liquor store. Ask for it. Um, you know, it's definitely something that you have to try. Also, at the Oktoberfest by Almentry, a solid Marzen. A great to see um, a lot of local breweries doing traditional German-style beers and and getting them really, really, you know, tasty. That that that, that caramel, that kind of that deep color lager uh, that you really want to drink. It's something that you can have a couple of, and it's not super super heavy. That's the perfect beer. It goes with a nice hot pretzel. Some grain mustard. Oh, man. That's living. Um, Source started using this new um, powder um, in the mix that enhances hops, uh, if I'm getting this right. Um, Cosmic High. Um, it, it comes from the, the, um, the powder is derived, I think, what is it that Phil said from Source? Um, from white wine uh, grapes. And it's got this white grape kind of tropical, enhancing the tropical flavors of it. And just a little bit of a subtle bite. Really, really good. They've used it in a couple of different things. I think them and Kane are the only two that are using this powder right now. But it is definitely something that people are going to be jumping on uh, as uh, as the weeks and months go by. So when you start seeing Phantasm, no, don't think of the movie, okay? Um, But think of the beer because it's really, really good. Now, my friend Kim from Wet Ticket. As we continue on here with our Suds and Duds segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer, my friend Kim had given me a can of uh, from District 96 snake fruit salad. And I had been waiting a while to open this because, look, it's a 10%er. It's a triple IPA. It's one of those ones where if I'm going to have it, it's either the last beer of the night or the first beer of the night to kind of get through. I don't like drinking them in the middle because it's, it's one of those things that will really uh, screw me up. And I've been, I'll be honest. 
I have not been buying as many IPAs lately. I've tried to kind of dial it back a little bit. I like the other more traditional beers around this time in the fall. I start to get back into stouts, the Marzins, the Oktoberfest. Those are the beers that I, I sort of gravitate to uh, during this time because it's colder. And I, I like I like IPAs in the in the spring and summertime, but in the fall and the winter, I want darker beers. I want stuff that's going to warm me up. But let me tell you something. For a, for a 10% beer, this thing is smooth. It was really, really good. I, I am not gonna I'm not gonna shortchange you people, folks. This is a great beer. I've got to get up to District 96. In fact, I'm gonna try and plan a trip. Probably for after, because the month of November I'm going dry. I'm I'm trying to do a dry November because I have to go for a colonoscopy. Um first one I've gotten, I was supposed to get it last year, and I did not because of the pandemic. Um because I've had cancer before, obviously they want to check you. So there's a process that you have to go through. For those that don't know about getting a colonoscopy, um, there's a process that you have to go through a few days before you go for the actual colonoscopy. You can't eat anything red. You have to stop eating salads. There's all these different things that you have to stop eating and not you know, in, ingesting because they can't see any red on the scan. If they do, they're going to assume that it's blood. So anyway, I'm not going to get too graphic about it, but... Um, I figure what a great way, because it's in the middle of the month, let me jumpstart some stuff. I'm trying to lose some weight, and I do exercise, but not enough. Um, so I'm going to jumpstart by trying to go on a, a on a strict diet and not drink any alcohol for you know close to 20, 25 days. So if I can do that, I'm hoping that I can reduce some weight. And you know, obviously I want to go to breweries and visit them, but I'm not going to be able to do that uh, you know, while I'm kind of dry. So it'll probably be December before I... Get uh, get going again to start doing some beer trips, but definitely District ninety six is one of those that has to be on the calendar. Hopefully, weather permitting, because let me tell you something: everything that I've had from them so far, and I've only had about four or five of their beers, fantastic. And then finally, the other can that Kim had sent me, um, she had gotten from Atlanta, Two Tides Brewing. Swelt is the name of this beer. Uh, sour, tropical, um, you know, low ABV. I think it was around six and a half percent or something like that. I have no idea what soursop is, but that was one of the ingredients that was on the can. It was fantastic. It was one of those ones where, you know, I'm one of those, I crack the can, I start taking a couple sips, and then I figure, all right, I'm, pro- I'm either going to dump it out or I'm going to drink the whole thing. Man, I drank this thing so fast, it was unbelievable. It was such a delicious beer. Uh, the perfect elements of tropical and, and sour. Loved it. Kim, thank you so much for that beer. That was great. Um, I just, I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Fantastic beer. We've been trying to trade beers uh, every once in a while. I'm pretty sure I've got some stuff for her in the hopper. Oh, and by the way, before we get out of here, I haven't had them yet, but John Cocosa from Ross Brewing, thank you and PJ Wendell for the beers. You guys are awesome. Uh, John, had met me at Source a couple weeks ago, dropped off a ton of beer to me of a lot of the new offerings, and I'm going to try and make my way through them this month uh, before November so this way uh, I can get through them without having them sit around. Uh, and uh, gather dust or in, in the refrigerator. So thank you for those beers. We'll be re- reviewing them very, very soon. My thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guest, Sam Calagione, the man behind Dogfish Head Brewing, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.